0: Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, I'm out on the ledge. I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, George is gone. Georgia just uh, elected a guy who loves Fidel Castro and Jeremiah Wright and Louis Farrakhan to the Senate. And he's probably the better of the two candidates they just elected. Sad day. Sad day in America. And we have to decide who to blame. I know who I blame. As always, I blame the media. And I also blame the media for covering covering up. <laughs> Covering for Kamala Harris, who is probably the most comfortable, casual liar I think I've ever seen, will play, play some of her greatest hits. And uh, the mayor of Boston now knows whose fault it is that we've had a uh, spike in coronavirus. He's, we're going to tell you who he blames. And it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, and we asked the question, is it okay to root for the Cleveland Browns? They're in the playoffs. They're against the Steelers. And half the team's got COVID, but the new interim head coach, he's got a little bit of a checkered past. And uh, some people, they're not going to they are not going to like this. So we'll give you details today on the Callahan Podcast. Brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. You love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU. And they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, right let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Right, this is another one of those days. Feels like there's been too many of those days, Tom Shattuck, where I am envious of uh, my friends. I don't have a lot of friends, but I do have a couple who don't care about these things. Who don't care about you know politics. <clears throat> Certainly don't care about the Georgia Senate election. They're you know busy. Uh, you know what? Put in that category in my wife, because as I'm watching the results, she's watching Shark Tank, her favorite show, and I thought. <laughs> man, I'd be so much happier. I'd be so much uh, better adjusted if I could just sit there and watch Shark Tank rather than watch Raphael Warnock win a Senate seat and uh, uh, our 47th, and think of our 47th president, Kamala Harris, who will be in complete control of the federal government, I think, within eight, 10 months. That, to me, is frightening. And for some reason... People aren't all that concerned. They just think it's another day in in in, in politics. And uh, I I you know I know uh, there'll be the big rally in, in in Washington today. There'll be a lot of people upset, but there'll be a lot of people apathetic and just think you know these things happen. They go in cycles. I'm I'm scared. I'm <laughs> I am i am scared i i got to say I am rattled right now. I admit it, Shannick. I am rattled. This it, Georgia didn't just elect two Democrats. They elected two of the worst candidates i've ever seen in my life and i know i've said that before because god knows we just elected joe biden and you know i have i have liz warren and uh and uh ayanna presley representing me in boston but jesus did people listen to Raphael warwick did they watch some of the things he did and said it is it is amazing the state of georgia just reelected. elected Jeremiah Wright Jr to the senate for the next how many years? 2. 2. 2. 2. I guess that's the consolation. He's in for 2. How much damage can he do? But but that's beside the point. I can't I, I can't get my mind around the fact that Georgia elected two radical liberal lunatics.
1: Well, on the good side, Jerry. Uh, can, you hold prop-
0: me? Can, you, can you hold me? I yes. need some cons- cons- I mean, why,
2: why are you so. I mean, you should be more worked up about Nick Casario leaving. Can't you just get. Oh, yeah, Nick Casario. I mean, do you want me to be Zarbano for a second, stick to sports, and just why don't we get back to that?
0: We're going to get to sports because we got some pretty interesting sports stories, including the Cleveland Browns situation, which is a little bizarre. But um, it is, like I always say, I always have said, we talk about what people are talking about. And I think. A lot you know most people watch this with some interest, and most people are like me. whether they're happy about it or not, they're surprised. The state of Georgia elected a guy who idolizes Fidel Castro and Louis Farrakhan.
1: Yeah, well, Republicans did it to themselves, though, Jerry. We've coughed these seats up. This didn't have to be like this. You know, this moronic move by Mitch uh, McConnell to not give people $2,000. When you got $2,000 on the table versus $600, and people are hurting, and you're the guy who's going to, you know, keep that money from them when people need relief, it's a stupid political move on his part. So now there's no $600. Now there's no... Um, you know, holding the line by McConnell. McConnell's now out of a job, essentially, and now we're gonna get to two thousand anyway. So that's what you get. And we'll get student loan uh, relief, which means rich kids from Wellesley, whose parents dropped them off at uh, Harvard and Range Rovers, will be getting money back
0: and the it, and the and the guy you see like driving the you know truck outside or working you know in the paving crew outside your house, they'll take a little chunk out of his paycheck to pay for these little john ossoffs these little rich punks who took big loans to go to wesleyan and they get you know get their degree in uh, you know climate change the, the, their bills are going to be paid off by the people you see out there early in the morning working for yep. a living. right now someone's picking up my my trash right now that guy hey you know the john uh you know all the little rich punks they thank you bub for uh for contributing it is a huge uh, redistribution of wealth from the poor uh, options from the working class to the rich to the wealthy which all the democrats support but you know what i give up you're going to tell me this you're going to say mitch blew it he didn't give the 2000 trump blew it yep he had he had ads last week he was running ads in georgia saying that he won the election and contesting the election and ripping uh uh, the governor and the secretary of state. Now I understand Trump's bitter and I don't blame him. I do think there was massive uh, voter fraud, but this was kind of important. This was very, very important to the country. And he as always made it about himself. I don't think that cost the election. I don't think the 2000 cost the election. I don't, I think what happened was Stacey Abram, by the way, um, that look, that Zoftek look that, that, yes. that's, very healthy, very, very very healthy, very healthy looking woman. I think she, uh, I, I think, you know, she's in great shape. It's not the shape that I would choose, but it's, she's in great shape. Stacy women, Stacy Abrams won the day again. She got them out. She got the vote out for the, uh, you know, on, on November 3rd and won that, you know, she stole that fair and square. She did it again. My hats off to Stacy Abrams for, um, mobilizing the troops and, and obviously Republicans didn't do as good a job of getting people out to vote, but it amazed me because I paid attention and I realized a lot of people didn't. And I see, you know, people on Twitter just saying, oh it's great. Trump lost, or it's great. Mitch McConnell lost. And I think, are you aware of these two people that you just voted for or, or Georgia just voted for and you applauded because it doesn't take a lot of research. It just takes a, you know, cursory look at the, uh, you no, know, the highlights, the the best of hits from a guy like Warnock, and I come to this conclusion again: Shattuck is 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 Mitch didn't help, Trump didn't help, mm-hmm. but this election yesterday in Georgia was just like the election on November third in one regard: it was rigged. It was rigged by big tech and big media. You tell me. Now we know Biden would not have won had big tech not. Censored a number of things, including the the Hunter Biden story. We know that if the media covered, say, the Hunter Biden story, if they actually mentioned the Tony Bombolinsky story, Biden probably would not have prevailed. They helped him over the finish line. We know that that's indisputable. In Georgia, um, there was this big, big story a couple of weeks ago about uh, um, Warnock, and, Warnock uh, abusing his ex-wife you know she it was a very convincing interview she did outside her house after he ran over her foot in a car she said he's an actor he's a phony and and i mean she made she 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 drew this picture of an abuser of a of a liar and a phony and a fraud that was censored by big media they didn't do it. it it's it's remarkable when you think about it tom can you imagine? And didn't name any Republican, not just you know David Perdue or Kelly Law, Lo- anyone. Mitt Romney, his his wife accused him of abuse and went on camera and said he's an actor and a fraud and a phony. That would have been on a loop on NBC, CBS, CNN. It would have been the biggest story in the country, regardless of the office. It could have been a you know congressman from you know Montana. It would have been a huge story. They buried it, they censored it, they covered it up. So I do think if you want to say that, you know, they didn't, whatever, uh, dead people didn't vote or they didn't have, you know, people voting twice, that's fine, but we still had the absolute, corruption of the mainstream media working mm-hmm. in favor of these two Democrats who were lousy candidates by any measure.
1: It was funny. I mean, on uh, the Meet the Press with Chuck Todd this weekend, they the first you know 10 minutes of the show was ripping Republicans for daring to not settle and accept the election results and how that was uh, ripping our democracy apart. And then uh, the next guest was um, was uh, your Zaftig, uh, governor of uh, Florida. Uh, who Chuck Todd brought on, uh, who to talk about the election? She was brought on as a as an expert on elections, never mentioning that she had um that she had you know insisted that she was the governor even though she right. lost the race. It's incredible. It's and
0: yeah. they, you're right. In one breath they can rip Trump for not conceding mm-hmm. or or fighting through all the legal means, and the next breath they can bow down and kiss the ass of Stacey Abrams which takes a little bit longer than you know a 1 hour show it takes you know it's like it's like uh you know you need like a five part series to kiss that ass but don't hate be, on
1: us uh, healthy people jerry but I'm sorry
0: yeah that's a very healthy look uh she and her her, her sister the judge not nothing wrong there the federal huh. judge who uh <laughs> won't recuse herself just makes uh, rulings in favor of her sister but uh I want to go over this again because I don't think people know. Maybe people, maybe my listeners, our listeners know they're aware of it. But uh, just, just a basic, uh, like I said, the 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 best of the hits from Warnock. You don't have it from Ossoff because he's a blank slate. He's an empty suit. He's a thirty-three-year-old rich kid, trust fund punk who's never done anything in his life. But I guess I I I, I heard I saw where Alex Reamer. Our friend Reamer said he's the hottest member of the Senate now, so I'll give him that. He's he's hot. He's thirty three years old. You know he not-
1: is. He's just one. He's Ted Wheeler. He's one of these uh, total pajama boy mayors, but this guy got a better gig, and he's a t- also a terrible candidate. He's a talentless dude. Maybe he's the hottest member of Congress. Congratulations, but um,
0: that might be more mind-boggling, though, Shadow, because he's he doesn't uh, obviously the black vote. I assume they voted for him. In, mm. in big numbers and they did i saw the numbers in the inner city in fulton county and they voted for him in big numbers but i you know warnock is a priest a pre not a priest a minister a preacher yes who can uh you know deliver a speech i mean he delivers a speech about how much he hates america and how uh, evil and racist it is but it's a speech that uh motivated some people what did ossoff do i mean he's just a lightweight and a liar all he kept talking about in the last days was was Kelly Lofter campaigning with a Klansman, which is a lie. But Purdue is not. is not a good candidate. We agree on that. Correct. She's not a good. She's candidate. Powerless. Right. She's not good on the stump. She's not smooth. She's not great speaker. She looks kind of weird. I don't think she looks that much like Ann Coulter. People say that, but Ann Coulter's you know she's a perfect ten, and and Loffler's not. I was rooting for obviously, but I was more rooting against Warnock. Warnock, uh, again, we can play some some Warnock, but he praised Fidel Castro. He they hosted him at his church. He praised Jeremiah Wright, who hates America, goddamn America. He, hates, he likes that guy. He mm-hmm. praised Louis Farrakhan, the worst anti-Semite uh, in, in 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 America. He praised that guy, and I'll bet you anything the Jewish vote supported Warnock even though he supports Lewis Farrakhan. He abused his wife, credibly accused of abusing his wife. He said it's not possible to serve in the military and serve God. To believe in God, you can't serve in the military. He won Georgia. He won Georgia yes. over, you know Fort Benning, right? Or Fort right. Uh, Fort Benning. Is uh, that you know other many 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 uh, military installations. He won Georgia. I can't get my mind around.
1: Well, Purdue's, well, this is the whole, what I've been saying. Purdue's 401k went up, remember, after the uh, pandemic hit. So that means Purdue was, um, you know, profiteering off of the pandemic. And that was what they paid for. That's what all the ads said, is that Purdue made money. Meanwhile, the Republicans in the Senate don't want you to have your $2,000. And not much more that you really need to hear in an election. Do you, think,
0: do you think Republicans would have won if, if, if Mitch passed the two grand and everyone got their two grand or you know yeah. had, it was penny? You do?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: two. Because I, I think that what that does, you know, for Republicans, there's a number of Republicans and I would think hardcore Republicans in Georgia who think, you know, who are against payouts or against bailouts and maybe those aren't your or, uh, swing voters. So they don't matter. But, you know, you're gonna, they're going to get the money anyway, right? Now they are. See, and I think the the problem is that people saw the pork and the waste. It wasn't that they didn't get the two grand. They said, well, they we're sending the money to, right. you know, Pakistan and, and Tibet, They got to look inside the the sausage factory and they saw the utter corruption of Washington, including uh, Republicans, including, you know, Lindsey Graham, who was saying, you know, we got to help out the poor women's women of Pakistan. And they're saying, wait a second, you're giving money to Pakistan and and, and Tibet, but not me. So that didn't sit well. But I do have the feeling that it wouldn't have mattered. I have a feeling that this the turnout was key that they just got their their people out and mail-in voting was still the law and mail-in voting is obviously a scheme to get to to defeat republicans it worked and that should be the only goal of republicans going forward is is stop this mail-in balloting scheme you know covid stop
1: it or learn to play it like the
0: democrats stop do. it just stop it i mean okay. honest to god if you had, if you just voted on election day like you know we did for 200 years trump would be president you know uh, Leffler would be going back. Uh, Purdue would be going back. That we would, and the Republicans would probably control the House. You know, for that matter, they would control the Senate. They certainly would have won the White House. Mail-in balloting. Whoever really pushed the scheme, I my hats off. I bow to you. You change the country with this scheme because you got people apathetic people. You got people who don't care. People who don't really get out and show up and go out and wait in line. Don't care about voting on election day. You got them to vote. And we know who they voted for. So whoever really advanced, pushed that scheme, you won, you won.
1: Yeah. That's not going anywhere. Obviously, Jerry, unfortunately for Republicans, it's not, but they need to learn to game the system. They need to learn to play dirty. I mean, right. you saw that Trump's not afraid to play dirty, you know, even though, even when he knows he's being recorded, you need to learn to be a bully. And the, the left knows how to do this stuff. They've always done it. And we're somehow the Republicans are still a milk toast party. And it's, It's it's pathetic. And that's why, like, you look at guys like Ron DeSantis and say, okay, maybe there's hope because, you know, there are some people with sharp elbows still left in the party. But they're not in Washington, D.C. right now, unfortunately. You know, here's what
0: what people in Georgia and I understand they're hardcore members of both sides and they won't they can't be swayed. But the people in the middle, they knew this meant that the Senate would be handed over to the Democrats to, to the Biden administration. They knew it meant possibly court packing and two senators from DC and two senators from uh, Puerto from Puerto Rico and open borders and green new deal. They knew the stakes and they still said, let's give them the keys to the candy store. Let's give them all of that. And if it were again, Massachusetts and New York or Oregon, Oregon, I would have said, Okay, I understand. There's a lot of radicals. There's a lot of you know uh, parasites there that just want to suck off the cyst. This is Georgia. These are military people and farmers and 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 rednecks and not all of them, but those people said, "I'm okay with Chuck Schumer uh, controlling the levers of power. I'm okay with." Uh, them packing the court and changing the senate and and opening the borders it is just i, I don't see why it doesn't unnerve or doesn't scare uh, decent people everywhere it should it, well i mean the lot we, of these don't, you don't guys... we like don't we like the ba- uh, the the checks and balances well there are no more checks and balances at least for two more years
1: on a local level, though, you know, a lot of these and you mentioned them yesterday, wine moms, a lot of these are Republicans in Georgia. And you're right. And they're the spouses of of military people. And they voted for Brian Kemp and they're, you know, it, it, and they're plugged in locally with the local Georgia politicians. And Trump's been torching those people. So, I mean, he, the Republicans, Trump in the Senate did nothing to help the cause. They freaking, they absolutely blew it down there. And this with, with Trump has not been helping. This has not been a good few months for Donald Trump. And he has not been focused on Kelly Leffler and Purdue. He's been focused on his own situation like, here.
0: And it's said pregrably- when he went, when he went down there, you're right. He started talking, he did, you know, endorse Leffler and, and Purdue, but it was, it was about him. And, and I said yesterday, he can't just say, you know, I'm contesting the election. I think I was screwed. He has to say, I won big, I won in a landslide. And you go what? What are you talking about? You didn't win a landslide, you know. And and it was about him. That last rally on uh, on Monday night was about him, and it clearly. But do you really think if it, if he made it less about him that they would have won?
1: Uh, if he had consistently made it less about him and made it about a bigger movement about you know about putting people in there to screw with the DC establishment, then. It could be something people could glom on to ununderstandably because our politics has been terrible. The handling of the relief, uh, COVID relief for the last eight months has been d- disgraceful. But he can't do that. You know, he he's only energized by his street fight. And it's it's not a good look. And this look, even with it, with the uh with the phone call, you know, which is an inappropriate phone call to say the least. But it was a groveling in it that was disturbing it
0: it was just trump that was i mean there was nothing illegal about it there was no threat it was just trump babbling incoherently for an hour and yeah but it was
1: desperate jerry desperate people like trump to be an alpha not to be desperate it was like a you know guy begging for his girlfriend back with with
0: somebody that wasn't going to be convinced that somebody who leaked the call 10 minutes after they hung up and, uh, and and couldn't even deny it. It was pathetic. I agree. It was pathetic. It wasn't going to have any effect. It didn't have any effect. I felt bad for, for Mark Meadows and anyone else who was on the call and had to play along. But I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. It certainly weakens Trump in the final, uh, whatever, few weeks. And it certainly takes something away from like the rally today in D.C. and the speech today in D.C. because, you know, he, whether it's your fault or not, under your watch, you know, you just lost the Senate. You lost the Senate, and you lost it in Georgia, and you yeah. lost it to Jeremiah Wright Jr. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And again, I, I understand there's a lot of Southern, you know, black, uh, I guess, Baptist uh, who think Warnick is wonderful because he gives a good speech, and they they probably like Jeremiah Wright. Maybe some them like, you know, uh, Louis Farrakhan for that matter. But I'm talking about people all over the country, like, like media people and Hollywood people and everything. They really looked at that guy and said, "That's our best hope." Go Warnock. They sent them money and all the, all the. I yeah. mean, what did they get? Hundred million bucks from from New York and L.A. Yeah. And, and Cal. I mean, they sent money to a guy who was credibly accused of abusing his wife. He and, seems
1: to me like the kind of guy who gets himself indicted very quickly. The kind of guy with cash in the freezer.
0: I mean, is he a, a member? Is he the first Senate member of the squad? Is that the case right now? Is he um, obviously they're happy? Ayanna Presley's tweeting this. She's thrilled. They have somebody in the Senate, you know, for the next uh, two years at least who hates the country. That's what they love. They love people like them who hate America. But I want to hear just as a reminder so from people who maybe didn't pay as close attention to this as you did or I did just what an a, a, a awful, awful human being who has just been sent to the Senate by Georgia. What are the numbers, anyway? What did he get for votes? Like uh, a million, uh, there were a million, uh, there were three million early voters. I don't know how many voted yesterday, but the number of, he got millions of people who said yes. That guy who was accused by his ex-wife of domestic abuse, the guy who uh, likes Louis Farrakhan, Jeremiah Wright. The guy who says you can't serve in the military and serve the country, uh, or serve God, you can't serve God and serve in the military. He said this out loud in Georgia, and people voted for him. He, he, you want to accuse me of being 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 rattled, of being being uh, unnerved by this? I'm guilty. I can't believe a state like Georgia, once um, you know uh, reliably red, is now not purple. It's it's blue, man. It is blue. When you elect, you know, Jeremiah Wright Jr., you are deep blue. This happens in only places controlled by the hard left. But let's hear, if we could, from uh, our, 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 you know, Senator-elect, Raphael Warnock, the, uh, the lunatic lefty who is headed to D.C.
3: I don't, no matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent.
1: For its worship of whiteness.
0: (laughs) America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. And I'm going to say that's a majority white state. I believe like every state except perhaps California. Um, And they voted for that guy who thinks America must repent for its worship of whiteness. But. Anyway, Can tell me, me
2: the wife, though, because you talked about suppressing. Yeah, the, the wife. Tell people.
0: me, you don't pay I, I even know this. Yeah, you don't pay close attention to this, culinary, and I know you're busy. Uh, not only you got wrestling and 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 you got the barstool fund, which is your new obsession, but you also have what is it, the Junior uh, World Juniors? Oh, yeah, you USA.
2: Not, you don't yeah. you don't root for America, Jerry? You don't root for. I love, I, I, I lo-
0: I love America. Um, unlike Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, I love America. But I did not spend a lot of time watching watching the World Juniors. Did we win?
2: Uh, we won, and you missed some great hockey over the last few weeks then. You missed some great How time. old are these
0: kids? Are like 12 years old? These, these,
2: these kids are like uh, 17, 18, 19 years old.
0: 17, 18, 19-year-old children playing hockey. Did they have to wear masks? They didn't, no. When, their their the when you win an gold medal, nobody
2: complains, Jerry.
0: As long as you win, nobody's complaining about it. So uh, did you see some guys who are going to be like
2: the next superstars, the next uh, – Saw some absolute studs out there. The goalie for USA is going to be a gem. A shutout against Canada in a gold Whoa. medal game.
0: Oh, I can't I imagine. You, me to I talk? Can't. you know, I told you I'm jealous of those people like my wife who were watching Shark Tag. Well, my producer was watching the World Juniors yes, I while will. the country was burning. This um, is
1: why he loves being told by Baker what to do, because Baker yeah. shuts him inside, and he can watch, you know, peewee hockey from, you know, Kazakhstan or whatever he
2: wants. Right. I mean, I can't go to any of my and nephew's hockey games, so I got to find some hockey. That gets- where,
0: where was it at? Where did, where did this take place? I
2: think it was it was in Edmonton, I believe. It was in Canada. So they, we beat him on their turf, which is fantastic.
0: So, so was U.S.-Canada was the gold medal game? Yes. Yep and and you saw some players that you think are going to be superstars in the NHL? Absolutely, it. it was great hockey yeah. to
2: watch, and it was. It, it we talked about it. No, you don't want analysis, I know you don't. But we talked about no, sports no. feeling different this year. This was peak comp- competition that goes on each and every year. It was good to watch something. I mean, you effect.
0: know what? This is my New Year's resolution, Shaddock. I'm going to be more like Cullinane. Hey, all right, I'm going to start by turning my hat around right now. There you go. Do it. I, I never wear my hat back. I'm going to wear my hat backwards like Cullinane. I'm going to be, I'm going to stop reading, right? Give up um, for, for uh, my new year's resolution. i gonna be more like, I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to start drinking pink Whitney, I'm gonna start going to bed. At what time do you go to bed? Uh, I try to be eight? in bed at eight, asleep eight. by eight thirty yeah. is the goal. He's thirty frigging five years old. He goes to bed at eight. Yeah.
1: Well, they, that four a.m. black and white show that he does about God knows what. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, gonna start
0: doing that. I don't know either what it is, but I'm gonna start doing one of the. How long long that take well, I have a smile on my face. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't understand it. You like you need name songs and stuff, and then you you shoot don't, the breeze. On. On. It's it's not your
2: fault. It's not your fault. You don't
0: understand greatness.
1: <laughs> Right, you go. You keep doing holiday fill-ins in Connecticut or whatever you're doing.
0: Right, I'm <laughs> hey, having a good time with a smile on my face. I mean, just, I guarantee he's going to get a you know checkup, and they're going to say, "Oh, your uh, your blood pressure's fine. You know, don't worry, not no problem." I mean, he it, it is uh, a wonderful thing to go through life, you know, oblivious, just just completely oblivious, not worry, not be concerned about things like the Georgia special lecture the things that upset me or excite me if the good guys had won uh, you know i'd have been happy i would like to see here's what i like to see it's not really important i'd like to see kelly loffler leffler who owns a, a wnba team and all her players were campaigning against her i'd like to see her cut their pay whatever she can do like next road game i think she should make them uh like hitchhike or you know what she should do she should get some like like <laughs> Get some pickup truck and say, you guys are trapped. We're no longer flying first class. Get in the back. Well, did you From see our back. friend?
2: Uh, did you see our friend? Jamel Hill said that the, the tide started to turn when her WNBA team went against her. Over the oh, summer. right. Yeah. Yes. It made all
0: the difference. Yes. If She doesn't completely uh, get even with these spoiled brats. She's paying them, I don't know how much, how much they make, a couple thousand dollars a year or something to play in a sport. Nobody watches. Nobody even knows. I just looked up the name of the team. It's the Dream. She owns the Atlanta Dream. No one cares about them at all. And they're literally campaigning against their boss who pays them to play a sport when no one watches. Anyway, if, if I have any respect left for Kelly Leffler, she has to get her revenge on these spoiled brats who play on her team. But but I should have spent last night watching the World Juniors. It sounded like a good time. It sounded yes. like a much better time. Although I did, I have to say, I did enjoy the highlight of my night was watching these, these a-hole Trump supporters chasing Mitt Romney around the airport. Did you see this? Here's yeah. the best part. And, and we could play the sound, but it's not great sound. He's sitting there. He's got his reading glasses, his mask on, and some uh, some. Trumpkin crazy woman goes up and starts harassing him, and he says, "Put on your mask. Put on your mask." (laughs) You know, he's supposed to be you know a Republican, and he's like sounds like the biggest mask hole of them all. And 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 so the woman says, "Okay, I'll put on my mask because I have something to say to you." And she starts just haranguing him about not supporting the president. He tries to walk away. She follows him. He doesn't do anything particularly stupid or notable. I was hoping he'd snap, but he didn't. But the best part. He's on the same plane with, like, a thousand of these crazy Trumpkins who were heading to D.C. for the rally. And they start – you could play this if you could find this. I think I tweeted out. The plane, the whole plane starts chanting, traitor, traitor <laughs> Romney. It's
1: weird, how Mitt Romney is it that he – it seems like he's in coach and, like, in a middle seat. Like, that is it's so exactly- –
0: I couldn't tell where he was sitting. I could just hear the the crowd and they he were all like he was pretty there. far
2: back. I mean he had a TV, which is good, right? So I mean he had the TV in front of him. let me play it for you you. Know
3: what we think Trainer 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 Trainer
0: <laughs> See I, that's totally inappropriate, totally wrong, but I loved it. I, I laughed out loud because uh, you know, Mitt, Mitt was, I guess he is one of the most powerful members of the Senate now that it's 50-50 and you never know which way he's going to go. He's one of, he and Joe Manchin are now the, uh, the most important guys in DC because obviously Mitt is a, is a weasel. He'll do whatever is in, uh, the best interests of Mitt and we'll, you know, get him invited on Meet the Press. He doesn't care about the country. He certainly doesn't care about the party. So I'm, I enjoyed watching him, uh, at least be made uncomfortable. How long was it? Where was he flying from? Because he, in that flight, had to be, Washington, that had to be interminable. That flight. Surrounded, yeah. Especially,
1: especially if you don't drink
0: <laughs> surrounded by these MAGA lunatics who are heading to DC, and it's just getting uh, uh, getting interesting in DC.
2: The woman think, when he was sitting down—that was a smart strategy by her. Going at him like she didn't say anything first. He he said something to her first. I know she was walking toward him, but she, he initiated her, and then she could go on to her tangent. You know, what I mean? that was a good strategy by her. She
0: claimed she was from Utah, which I I'm sure she was making I mean, making that up to make him you know uh, pay attention. But he tried walking away. And again, he didn't he didn't do anything stupid. I was hoping he would. I was hoping he'd, you know, yell at her or get get or swear. <laughs> would have been funny. <laughs> but he didn't. And uh, I guess he was uncomfortable last night, but man, he's riding high now because he's so important as a as a swing vote who could go either way. I guess without Trump, though, the, the thing that motivated him for the last Two years or uh, four years would be, you know, hating Trump and screwing Trump over. And without Trump, there he's a, you know, he's got different uh, a different agenda. But we'll see. Mitt Mitt was uh, not enjoying that uh, flight to to DC. And right now, the Trumpkins are just getting warmed up, heading to the streets. Trump's going to speak to them today, and they're uh, they're they're getting a little chippy. They're getting a little chippy. I would say so,
1: Jerry. Just think like how historic this is. Like 1 p.m. today, all this stuff goes down in Congress. And all these people, probably a million people in Washington, maybe more, who knows, during a pandemic. I mean, this is such a historic day with the president egging them on, saying don't let them steal this from us. Don't let them steal a, a landslide. This could be a really interesting day. And we'll see. I, I would not be surprised if by tonight, Mitt Romney was loudly condemning Republicans and that oh, by, yeah. ne- by next uh, month, yeah. he's a Democrat.
0: That, that's a lock. That's a lock. He won't be a Democrat because he's still allegedly representing Utah, but he will enjoy his role as the new John McCain, you know, the the rebel who, uh, you know, every, you know, that the, the, the Chuck Todd loves and, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel loves. That's uh, That's the role he wants to be. Uh, you bring
1: up those people, Chuck Todd, Jimmy Kimmel, and just how, just how pernicious the media has been and all this stuff. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, you know, we're all told the Trump people are allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be upset in that, that your election got tampered with. You know, Democrats in 2000, 2004 also protested the election, elected Democrats. Right. And this is nothing new. The Trump people aren't doing anything that Democrats haven't done before. Correct. But, but the the way that these freaking media people have come up and have just browbeat Republicans for daring to not accept an election, daring to not accept it. I just want to play something very quickly. Chuck Chuck Todd has Stacey Abrams on this weekend as an election expert and mentions nothing about the fact that she thinks she's the governor still. He's just gotten through yelling at a Republican saying, you need to accept the, the election. You need to accept the election. <laughs> Listen to what he asks her. Um- if you come up short, what would be your explanation? You've had plenty of money. You've had plenty of resources. You've had, you know, in this, is its is it what? Is it the access to the polls? If you come up short in advance, access to the polls. how did they steal it from you?
0: He's saying. Access they steal to the polls. You? They had more access. They'd set record numbers, record turnout in the in the presidential election. L Record turnout when she lost to Brian Kemp and yet they're still carrying her water. It he is remarkable. Yelling
1: at Ron Johnson for saying there are right. election sh- shenanigans. Now he's saying to Stacey Abrams, in three, three days, if you lose, what kind of shenanigans were there?
0: And you will not see it. You've seen it. I've seen it on Fox. You'll certainly not see it on any other. I mean, they have this uh, uh, hit, uh, the best of, playing the hits to steal one from culinary, of Democrats challenging the electoral college uh, 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 vote to certification one after another including by the way you know Hillary Clinton all all the top democrats challenged in 2005 and 2000 and and, and 17 they did the same thing yep. and you i can promise you that nobody on you know meet the press or cnn said oh they're undermining our democracy which is comical you know what they don't even care about the truth anymore and yeah. i'll give you the best example of this <laughs> I tweeted about it. It was remarkable. When the decision came down yesterday to not indict the cop or cops who shot Jacob Blake, uh, which was not unexpected. Uh, It would have been political if they indicted the guy. They knew uh, he did not commit any crimes. They knew Jacob Blake was armed. They knew he uh, was trying to escape. Uh, They knew he resisted arrest. They knew that he was being uh, accused of raping a woman, and 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 trying to uh, uh, flee with kids in the car. I mean, they did what they had to do. Sadly, Jacob Blake's fault. Anyway, they don't indict the guy. The Washington Post's immediate tweet is um, the, the police officer who shot Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, will not be charged. They knew. It's the Washington Post. I mean, of course they know he was armed. He admitted he was armed. Everyone knows he was armed. And they write a black man who was unarmed in hopes of just inciting rioting or violence. That's what they want. That's the was- That's the Washington Post. The Washington Post, much like the New York Times and Boston Globe, have long ago dropped any attempt to be honest and truthful. They are uh, political wings of of the radical left, and they're advancing an agenda. And in this case – it was so brazen that they had to issue an, a correction like three hours later said, you know, you got us. We admit he was armed. <laughs> and, he was and armed, but he
1: was also trying to drive away with a car full of kids,
0: right? Which if he did drive away, it would have led to a police chase at a hundred miles an hour with kids in the car. Would that have made the Washington post and all their you know fellow travelers happy? Would that have been better than, than, than shoot? And by, by the way, they're not, they dropped all the charges against Jacob Blake too. And all I see, I mean, <laughs> like you see like Marquette basketball team, they all wore t-shirts and went on one knee in support of Jacob Blake. And you saw it a lot of that last night who supports the victim, the woman he raped. I mean, the woman whose car he stole. Does anyone ever offer any support for her? Anybody? don't uh, know no, no, she's she's just irrelevant. But she's anyway. an
1: inconvenient factor in the story. By the way, I say to hear what happened in Kenosha today was a blow to the heart and to the gut. We had to continue to stay strong and continue to believe in each other.
0: LeBron James, oh God, LeBron James. Anything from LeBron James for the woman who I believe is African American. I believe she's probably hardworking. You know, working class. I mean, anything for her. The victim. The real victim here. The woman who was attacked, assaulted by Jacob Blake, the woman who was call, who had to call the police because he was trying to flee. Any anything for her? Nothing, Nothing. not a word, but the, not a word.
1: But Blake, you know, like you said, the charges were dropped against Blake. So I hope Cap was proud of us. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> just that. That me too. Every day I just want Cap. I want Cap. Kaepernick. <laughs> Kaepernick, another person who's very happy today. Colin Kaepernick, his guy. Raphael Warnock, who supports Fidel Castro, much like Colin Kaepernick, who supports Jeremiah Wright, Louis Farrakhan, who hates America. So, Colin Kaepernick's guy got elected, so he's happy today. I guess you know lots of people are happy today. But I got, we got a few more things to get to. I haven't seen you yet this week, Shattuck, and uh, I know you've been uh, talking and tweeting about uh, our forty seventh president, um, who it is. <clears throat> Uh, the story is both hilarious and disturbing. We got to get to this. I, I I can't hear it enough, see it enough. But it broke on um, whatever day, Sunday, uh, and uh, if you haven't heard, I'm sure maybe you haven't. Maybe you're like a CNN viewer, an MSNBC viewer. You haven't heard. But Kamala Kamala her, Kamala can't can't. She goes herself, Kamala. By the way, Kamala Harris told the most ridiculous lie in American political history. Not the worst lie. There are plenty of lies out there that have caused more damage. Like I said yesterday, you know, Obama saying, you know, you could keep your doctor that had real impact. This doesn't have real impact, but it is very revealing. And on two levels, as I said on Twitter, people who lie this casually and comfortably mm-hmm. frighten me. I mean, you look at them and we've all grown up with guys and kids and, People that lie constantly, and you say, you you hear them, and you never believe them. You know, you never, you always doubt whatever they say. You wonder if are they lying again? I mean, that's just what you ask when you grew up with kids that that tell you know fabulous stories. You say, well, he's making this up again. Uh, it's like when Joe Biden talks about you know his father saying, "Hey, Joey, Joey." or talks about corn pop or talks about whatever Mm -hmm. talks about going to South Africa and getting arrested (laughs) trying to visit Nelson Mandela. It's just a blatant lie, but you kind of laugh it off. In this case, it's disturbing on two levels. She's so comfortable, so casual, so animated laughing while she tells this lie. The other thing is she's told it like dozens of times. We're just finding out. I said this the other day. We—I read the story in L. Magazine. I have it right here, um, in L. Magazine, and I looked at it. And I, when I Googled it, Shattuck, I thought I had the wrong story because it's dated October sixth. <laughs> the story, uh, and, and this picture, this ridiculous glowing picture where they're smiling, and it says, uh, "Kamala Harris is our new vice president-elect, the woman who will become vice president." on the fight for justice and freedom she's been waging since birth. That's the <laughs> And I go, that can't be the story, because it's three months ago. We would have heard about this right in the last three months. This is another the winner. Movie. The winner of the pandemic
2: is like the random uh, the random tweeter, right, who just has been sitting on this information. And then they just decide they're sitting in their house, they're quarantining, doing nothing. And they just tweet out breaking news like it's the same thing happened with Alec Baldwin's wife. Somebody right. sat on that information for so long.
0: You know what I mean? But the, and, and I agree, except this woman was allegedly involved in a presidential election, I believe. Right. <laughs> did not she run for president? And then did she run for vice president? Wasn't she in the, th- in the arena for the last year? She ran for the nomination. Obviously, she lost and didn't even make it to, to, to Iowa. Then she was chosen by, by Biden in whatever it was, in June or July. So they had months of a campaign where usually, you know, if we had a media, they'd be asking questions, at least Googling, <laughs> Googling her name. And I look at the story, I go, she said this frigging story months ago. And nobody made an issue of it. And in fact, the media, this woman, Ashley Ford is the writer. And I'm telling you, said to Shattuck, she should go the rest of her career with a clown nose on, and, and clown shoe. She's a clown. She interviewed this woman. This woman told this fabulous lie. She not only believed it, Shattuck, it's her lead of this story. Her lead of the story is, and if you missed it, it's Kamala Harrison going to player her, uh, telling it again, telling the story of when she was a baby, a little toddler, and she fell out of her stroller, and her parents and her uncle didn't even notice. They were walking down the street at a big protest, and they didn't notice the kid fell out of the stroller. Can you explain to me? You guys both have young kids. Mm-hmm. I've had young kids. Have you ever had your kid fall out of the stroller and you not notice
1: now, it gets a, quite a bit lighter very quickly. And uh, yeah, no, I've noticed. <laughs> and, and, and then, assume the,
2: kid you the face whole, face. Uh, When you do the whole around the world thing at uh, Epcot, drinking all those different kinds of beers, you don't really think too much about anything else. And, and you're
0: not talking about in the neighborhood with just nobody around. We're talking in a big crowd at a protest and your kid falls out and you don't notice. That's the least of the the, the questionable uh, uh, the parts of this story. And then when they get her and they pick her up and the mother says, uh, my mother tells the story of how I was fussing. And she's like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? And I just looked at her and I said, freedom, <laughs> not freedom, freedom. F W E E D O M. Now, before we play, because she, we find out later after the election, after she's been vetted by the media, we find out she's told the same story a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And the best part, the kicker, she stole it. She didn't, well, first, when I read this, and I assume you agree, we thought she was making it up, right? Right. I just thought she made it up. She didn't make it up. She stole it. And to top it all off, she didn't steal it from some, you know, classmate in college or some unknown local. Mm-hmm. She stole it from Martin bleepin Luther King Jr. Right. Who, who uh, in 1965, Alex Haley wrote a story about, Martin Luther King, and Martin Luther King told this story about a girl in in, a, in during a protest down south who was uh, um, talking to a police officer and said, what do you want, little girl? And the little girl said, feed him. No W, no R, just feed him. So Kamala Harris, this inveterate liar, this this insane storyteller, changes feed to freedom and <laughs> expects people to believe it. And again, I understand why she expects it. She's surrounded by sycophants in the media and all these alleged reporters and yeah. people at CNN and New York times, and Boston globe who worship her for no good reason. They just love her. Cause you know, she, she hates Trump, but she's a liberal. So they love her and they just buy what she's selling when it is so ridiculous on its face that even a someone in, you know, high school newspaper, would question the the truthfulness of this and yet they don't even begin to question it. They just right. buy it and they put it in the lead of the story.
1: <laughs> that's why you were right when you said that the left has no nothing they really believe in. I mean she Kamala Harris made her bones as a master purveyor of of mass incarceration in California, throwing young black men in jail for weed charges, etc. And now appropriates a story from martin luther king who i believe figures uh pretty strongly in the civil rights movement i mean yeah. that should run afoul of most people's principles immediately and so at the bottom of the ticket you have uh you know kabbalah king at the top of the ticket you've got joe kinnick both of these people <laughs> have have stolen the experiences of other people that's deranged that's not just lying and people say yeah well trump lies trump doesn't steal somebody else's
0: no, Trump. I'm 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 a close observer of Donald J. Trump, and he'll exaggerate and whatever the crowd size, and exaggerate them the win the, the the margin of victory or whatever, or, or his golf score. You know, Rick Riley wrote a whole book about how much he cheats in golf, and I I'm sure he does. He has never told a lie this absurd, and I said this yesterday. Jesse Smollett never told a lie this absurd. This is so no. silly and so outrageous. But again. She told it so many times, we should play this. I'm looking at the one she told to uh, uh, Jonathan Capehart in July. She also did it with Jimmy uh, Fallon, who falls off the couch laughing like a complete (laughs) fool. But anyway, she embellishes it with the the fake laughter and the animation. And I'm telling you, what would a shrink say about someone Mm -hmm. who lies this joyfully? You know, she tells yep. this lie with such joy in her heart. It is a little scary that this is our not our next president, but she's the one after that. Our forty seventh president is just such a friggin' liar, and little, so comfortable it it shouldn't scare everybody. But let's well, I don't think. She, let, go ahead. Let's hear from uh, Kamala.
3: And um, and there are some funny stories. I was just sharing with someone backstage. You know, so. I, I witness this as I write about it in the book, you know, from my stroller's eye view, and um, there's a, a funny family story about how so my mother's marching with the, the extended family I talk about like Aunt Mary and Uncle Freddie in the book. and um, she would tell the story about how so they're marching. And this is back when strollers didn't really have armrests and seatbelts. <laughs> so they're marching away and, you know, shouting and, and all of that. And then I think it was my Uncle Freddy, you know, uh, looked down and, and looked in the stroller, which was empty. <laughs> and said, where's Kamala? <laughs> and apparently they left me like a block by and I'd fallen out the stroller. <laughs> There you go, yeah. and then my mother would tell a funny story about how, like one day she and, and I was fussing and and you know and so I'm fussing and fussing. She it, it's much cuter when she would tell the story, but she'd say so. Then she would look down at me and calmly, "What do you want? What do you want?" And I looked back up at her and I said, "Freedom." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that 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 is frightening. That that is absolutely yeah. frightening. The the comfort with which she tells that lie, it's not even a story she stole that that would, if I were a normal human being, she's a, she's a sociopath. That is a sociopath yes. who thinks a, she can tell it and, and people believe it. And no one will check. Like no one's going to check if you're a Republican. Certainly. I mean, she's not there. She's not telling it to the media. She's with the Washington post. That's part of her, her team. That's uh, that little lapdog. She's telling it to Cape Heart. Is he wash? is a member of the Washington Post editorial yeah. board, even if he doubts it, he's never going to say it because he he just idolizes, adores this woman and does not want to uh, inflict any damage. But, I mean, could, do you know people who can lie that easily, that comfortably? Because,
1: well, no, and I don't think it was that. I think that the nervous laughter is a giveaway. It's a diversionary tactic because she's very insecure. She's oh, yeah. so she, good. Yeah. She, She's foisting it on you, and so and to add the, 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 the detail of that's before strollers had straps and things like that," that is such a, a, a complete you know tactic to try to bring credibility to the story. You know, you have something a small detail there that you embed in the story and say, you know, because they didn't used to have straps and things like that back then." no, it is psychotic, and the laughter is psychotic, and the, the idea that she would take it. For martin that's the crazy thing she wrote this down in a book too so right, she took right. mlk's story and wrote it down <laughs> in a book to be so careless that's where the psychotic stuff well, no, her
2: it, mother her mother took the story wrote it down and passed it along I, I think, I think it's it you know if
0: she ever got called on it which she won't but if she did um she would go with the Liz Warren defense. That's when my mother told me?
2: Well, she did. She just said that in the video. My mother tells a story.
0: my, okay. mother-,
1: my mother tells it better. Yeah. She says, yeah.
2: which yeah. her mother doesn't yeah. tell it
1: better. Yeah. By
2: the way, right?
0: So your mother stole from Martin Luther King. Your mother's the big liar. Blame your mother. Best,
2: best case scenario is that Freedom is her version of Dada. You know what I mean? Like that's the best case scenario in that story.
0: Um, uh, it, it is it is scary, and she's told it dozens of times, and no one's ever called her on it, and now. She's vice president. Now she's our next president after Biden has a, you know, six, six, eight months. I, in, I know, you know
1: Dave is shilling for Harris, but Harris wrote uh, the story in her book in 2010, Smart on Crime, by the
0: way. Wow. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, I re- reiterate, she is the worst candidate I've ever seen for anything. I mean, Warlock's bad. Don't get me wrong. Ossoff's bad. She's the worst. Nobody supports her. She got no support in the primary she got she got nowhere she had to pull out before before iowa because there was a zero support nobody likes her and yet she's going to be a she's going to be president nobody
1: likes her charity she can't get out of a room without lying she has to win the room she is nobody so she just makes something up so when she's on with Charlemagne the god yeah i used to listen to tupac in in college when she was in college tupac was 11 you know (laughs) all these things are just to survive the room that's all she does is survive you're right and the guy the guy who she's running with, by the way, has uh, has even more odd and you know deep problems. In our youth, we changed America. We changed
2: America not merely by our votes, but by our ideas as well as our ideals. When we marched, we did not march with a
1: 14 point program. We marched to change attitude.
2: I come out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that.
1: People don't remember that because of that, because of, you know, out of thin air manufacturing a fake biography of being in the civil rights movement, because he stole Neil Kinnick's life story, because he lied in college and plagiarized in college, Biden was forced to leave presidential politics in disgrace in 1988. He had to leave. He was discovered to be such an incredible fraud and liar. I mean, this is a guy who's. Democrats don't know what they've purchased. You know, now you're going to see this guy ain't OK. There's a reason. No,
0: I guess in that regard, it'll be entertaining. But these two, yes. these two fabulists making up stories every day. But again, I think of late night comedy. It used to be. I don't know if you're aware of this, but at night after the local news, there used to be comedy shows on like Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, David Letterman. I swear to God, they used to be guys that come out and do a monologue and be full of jokes that make fun of politicians. Jokes
1: jokes like this? I just yes.
0: I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. <laughs> yeah, I just want to drink you in. Now, if that would be the time and place for them to savage a politician who lied, who stole a story from uh, Martin Luther King and made up a story about freedom. I mean, you would... <laughs> You'd spend days on that if that were, uh, you know, whatever. Donald Trump, George Bush, Mitt Romney said that you would spend days, monologue after monologue, skit after skit. Saturday Night Live would spend half the show on that and the other half of the show on Alec Baldwin's wife pretending to be Spanish, pretending she couldn't remember the word for cucumber. <laughs> There's real fertile ground there for humor, for, for, for comedy. Yeah. And yet they will not touch it because the media, including the late night shows and SNL are just so corrupt. They're just so in the bag. Can you imagine someone at SNL, just imagine someone in the writer's room and they're nonpartisan and they're just looking for jokes. And they say, check this out. Alec Baldwin's wife pretended for years to be Spanish. She's from Boston. It's a little rich kid from Boston. She faked an accent. And in an interview on camera, Said, pretended she didn't know the English word for cucumber. A kid from Boston, <laughs> <laughs> rich, kid her, pa, ma, her was rich a kid. her father was a lawyer, mother was a, 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 a doctor, a I believe. Whatever. And she pretended on camera she didn't know the word for cucumber. That is hilarious. And yet, there'll be no mention of it on mm-hmm. the late night shows just because her husband is a Democrat who hates Trump. That's how it works.
1: She lived on Pinckney Street, Jerry. I remember her house. I used to live down in a hellhole, a bachelor pad in a crappy cracked out section of Joy Street. Really? But she lived in Pinckney Street in a really unique house, probably the most famous house on Pinckney Street, which is eight houses down from John Kerry's house. Another guy who's got a problem making up his own biography. This is these people are crazy. And you're right.
0: I always wonder that I can't get away with making stuff when I was on the radio for 25 years, and now I can't make stuff up about my my past because there are people who I grew up with, right? I'd get, if I started pretending I was from somewhere else or pretending I was from whatever. Yeah, I'm from Ireland. I'm from the old sod. I, there'd be someone in five minutes <laughs> tweeting that I'm a fraud and a liar. So she grows up in Boston. There's people. There's hundreds of people who knew her. I was getting tweets from people who went to high school with her, said, oh, yeah, we all knew she was a fraud. <laughs> and yet she lived her life under these you know, false pretenses, thinking she's going to get away with it. And now I guess well, she didn't get away with it. But now, you know, hands off. She's she's not a celebrity. She's just a private citizen. Leave her alone. I'm going, really? Would you have said that, done that if that were? I don't know, uh, uh, whoever, Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, wife. or Of course not. She'd be savaged, but can't do that. Anyway, she, been, I mean, she, know, did, she
2: did get away with it. People's worst case scenario, mostly in that scenario, is like, oh, I hope the New York Times doesn't write about me. The New York Times did write about it, and it was the softest article no, I've ever yeah. read in my
1: life. Oh, no, that was a that was written by Baldwin. That was a total pro yeah. Hilaria piece. The Hilaria. best thing is, those, those, you know, Baldwin, because he's a moron and believed her. Baldwin went on those late night talk shows and felt because he thought that she was his his, laughing ex that he was then allowed to appropriate the culture himself. My wife's on the phone with her hairdresser or a friend. She's like, Really? Okay, I can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. Fantastic. What time? 12 o'clock? My wife is from Spain. Mm -hmm. And she said, (laughs) And blah,
0: blah,
1: blah. blah, blah. I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent on there, by the way.
0: No, no, he was allowed to do it because He's, he's lying. He's lying. Not just she's lying; he's lying. He knows she's not from Spain. She, he knows she's faking. He fakes an accent and lies about his wife. And somehow that's not uh, fodder for late-night humor or for, you know, for Saturday Night Live, please. But anyway, we got a couple other things to get to, including the uh, Cleveland Browns coach this week, who has a lot of people upset. There are a lot, a lot of people who are happy to see. Uh, Kelly Loeffler lose are not happy to see one uh, Mike Prefer for coach the Browns. But before we do, I have to play this, or Dave has to play this for us because we've spent a lot of time talking about the lockdown lunatics. You know, the Corona Bros who are, are really, really enjoying these lockdowns, really, really enjoying their new power. You know, it's the Fauci effect. They don't want to give this up. When this, when this pandemic ends, there's going to be a lot of politicians, particularly in the blue states, who are going to be really missing that power that they've had uh, that control over our lives. And we've talked about all the governors, Cuomo and Whitmer and Pritzker and Murphy and and especially Baker, the fraud in Massachusetts, who has destroyed thousands of small businesses uh, every day. There's, there's dozens and dozens of restaurants going under and he's shows no remorse at all. He's enjoying it. Um, the mayor yesterday, mayor, Marty Walsh, came out to no surprise. He's already helped the uh, Baker destroy hundreds of restaurants. The latest, uh, edict had them operating at 25%, which is worse than just, just shutting their doors. They can't do it. They're no restaurant over can owner can, can survive at 25%. It's a ghost town, Boston. People aren't going out. They don't even bother trying. And, uh, every day you see these iconic restaurants go under and, uh, these guys don't care. Yesterday, mayor Walsh, Boston mayor, you know, left-wing, uh, you know, union thug, tyrant, was explaining why he's extending the lockdown. I know you're surprised at this, Shattuck. He, he said there would be three weeks. He extended it beyond for another three weeks. I was shocked. I thought, after three weeks, you know, it's over, we're good. He said, another three weeks until every gym is ruined, every small business, every restaurant is ruined, we're going to keep going. His explanation was one of the most laughable, comical, stupid explanations we've heard from these petty tyrants. He blamed it on people table hopping. Do I have the right term calling table? It's he a, said people are going to restaurants. A, they're not going to restaurants, unfortunately. He said people are going to restaurants and they're table hopping and spreading the virus.
1: That uh, contract tracing efforts have made it clear. Even though indoor dining itself isn't a high risk factor, too many people are going out to dinner with people outside of their households, outside of their bubble. People have a few drinks and they kind of wander around. Sometimes they see other people and they table hop. We need this to stop. We can't have you table hopping in a restaurant. We need to keep local restaurants open, but only if people follow the public health guidelines.
0: Uh (laughs) Can Can I just state, and I know you'll agree, He's one hundred percent making that up. He's just making it up. There's no problem with table hopping in fact, there's no problem with people going out with the wrong people. You know why I know that because the restaurants are dying there There's no one in them. They have no problem socially distancing because no one's going to them and the idea that somehow contact tracing like his professional you know science people uh, uh, medical people have done, a tracing, done tracing and determined that people are table hopping. That's absurd. He's making it up. He's making it up. Yeah. Or another word for that is lying. The mayor is lying about the spread. He just wants to, uh, again, blame it on restaurants when we know it's not the place the virus is transmitted. We've heard the numbers in New York. It's 1.4% of the cases are... Uh, are acquired are transmitted in restaurants. It's not yeah. happening, and yet he blames restaurants, these hardworking small businesses, and makes up this scenario where where people are table hopping and right. the And he
1: said it right there that contact tracing has showed that restaurants are not a, a uh, spreading um, are not a spreading concern. It showed in New York as well, in most of the northeastern states, that the, the restaurants are not. A huge factor. So, so what? How does that phone call go? So, did you go to the bathroom in the restaurant? Did you go? Did you go see your friend Al across the way in the restaurant? It's absolutely total, total BS. But it comes from the health experts who were worried, remember Jerry? Were worried that we would start acting liberated. We'd start acting liberated, and we can't be liberated. So they see us out out there in what's left of Faneuil Hall. If there's anything left. And they see people moving freely, and they say, "We don't know why this thing is clobbering us again and again and again." Even though we've shoved people inside, so it must be that it must be that. So we'll yeah. tell them that they're doing badly. We'll force them downstairs again. We'll yell at them. We'll browbeat them. We'll tell them how disappointed we are, and you know, and th- that way we'll, we'll look, It'll look like we're doing something, and when we can all write books like Cuomo and sell posters,
0: okay. and- you're you're one hundred percent right. Here's the the deal in a nutshell is. These tyrants, all these blue state governors, these liberals like Baker and Cuomo have locked down. They've come up with all these crazy draconian rules, locked everybody down. In many cases, closed the schools, closed the restaurants, closed the bars, the gyms. And guess what? The cases are going up. You know, in some cases, the deaths are going up. What they're doing is not working. So they're desperate. They're just like looking for excuses to cover their own ass. They know that lockdowns don't work The hell. They know masks don't work because they're coming up with all these new mask mandates and the cases are going up. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, who can we blame it on today? And they're getting desperate. And when you, uh, and when you're desperate and you're not that bright, you know what you do? You make something up and you say, people are going to restaurants and they're table hopping. It's absurd if we had a media, again, I say this a hundred times a day, he'd, they'd call him out on it and they'd say, what the hell are you talking about? Do you really have proof? You've really proven, you've traced it to the point where you know people are table hopping and spreading the virus. It's completely absurd and the people who own the restaurants are being blamed for the mismanagement of fools like this. It's, 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 a, it's a scandal, an absolute scandal, but we won't hear anything about it because, again, He's a good Democrat, and uh, he's keeping us safe, Tommy. He's right. us safe.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? And payrolls continue to just balloon. The state's pay, uh, up $17 million over last year. So in the year of coronavirus, when everybody's taking a hit, restaurants have taken a hit, people in marginalized communities, I believe, have taken a hit. Remember, inequity was something. Equality was something. Equality of outcomes was something. Well, the outcomes in the black and brown community is not equal to the outcomes of paid election officials, paid uh, elected leaders. Uh, it, but that doesn't seem to be a problem, even though they spent all summer marching in the streets and demanding uh, equality. Now, finally, this is going to be the big racial reckoning. No, everything is a fraud. And, and to believe any of these people is to be a sucker. And you have somebody like DeSantis in Florida is doing it as right as you can do it. And there's an And there is up- an
0: you know he's on you know he's over the target because they're coming after him cnn attacked him they're all trying to blame him he's doing everything right he's he's been a, a big hero in this and i think you know when all this said and done you know when after january 20 that we started looking ahead to 2024 he's your uh he's your leader he's your favorite yes. he's he's been spectacular it feels like you know, Florida's our last best hope. Georgia's gone. Florida yep. is our last best well, hope. I can't
1: now. vote for him, Jerry, because uh, what he did yesterday.
3: Governor Ron DeSantis wouldn't even let me finish asking my question.
1: <laughs> he didn't let her finish, Jerry.
0: <laughs> that was such a great moment because CNN sucks, and they just were attacking him. They're, they're protecting Cuomo, the worst governor in America, and attacking the best. That's how you know. What uh, does that tell you DeSantis about your media, too, Jerry? Job. Because
1: if you watch that CNN clip, which everybody should watch, they start off with her asking the question on camera. So the whole CNN story was the premise of it was going to be me asking a loaded question. So they've got her on camera asking the question. Why wouldn't the camera be on him? Because
0: and, and he, he doesn't back down, it goes right back at him and you know what? He's got he, he's he's in great shape right now. Florida's in good shape. He's you know, I didn't even realize that he's a, you know, military, a decorated veteran. Harvard guy, not that that matters. Harvard guy, Yale guy, smart guy. Like forty-five I mean, too. He's he's young. He's he's articulate. He's he's the favorite right now. He and we'll see how Hawley comes through this whole thing. But uh, he and Hawley are uh, yeah. young studs. We'll see how it works. I am out,
1: out raising money for DeSantis Portnoy immediately.
0: DeSantis <laughs> Portnoy, that's not a bad ticket. Hey, before we uh, move on, we got to get to the Cleveland Browns because you know Browns fans. You know, before I get to Cleveland Browns, I got to do Shea. How's that? I almost forgot to do Shea, and culinary never reminds me. Um, But I want to tell you about what Shea could do for you this winter if you need. If you need. And you know what? You should do this, Shattuck. Those poor chickens, poor Jerry Caller and the rooster, that little chicken coop, that doesn't keep them warm. You know what would keep them warm? A precast concrete building from Shea. you, You know what? You should order up one of those. They could build it in the winter. Most places, they can't build your building in the winter. Shea can. Cause they stay inside, they build it inside, then they bring it over for the chicken. So I really recommend you build them, you buy them a precast concrete building from Shea. They partner with easy set worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support with a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they, can, uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike... Other, you know, wood, metal—they do it indoors in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to SheaConcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building? Go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right. The Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since, uh, what? 2008. I mean, it's a big year, big, big year for the Browns. You know, Baker Mayfield led them. They didn't uh, win the division, but they got the wild card and they're heading to the playoffs and they're heading to Pittsburgh to play their rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Things looking up for the steel, for the Browns. The Steelers have been up and down there. They're, Kind of staggered toward the end of the finish, uh, toward the finish line at the end of the season, and um, everybody was on the Browns' bandwagon. Um, apparently, uh, the curse of the Browns—it's never going to go away. Because before this big game, uh, coronavirus strikes, COVID strikes. They lose their three-time Pro Bowl guard Joel Bintonio. That's a huge blow. I think they have two other guards on on injured reserve, so they're going to be struggling to patch together an offensive line. That sucks. And their head coach, their head coach has coronavirus. The candidate, perhaps the favorite for coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, um, is out for the round one playoff game against uh, the Steelers at Pittsburgh. And you're thinking, all right, you know, he'll he'll be a coordinator, step up. It's happened before. You know, we know head coaches – have missed games with the virus, and uh, it's not really uh, that that you, know, you can still win. You can still pull this out. Well, um, their guy who's going to be step in as the head coach, I don't think he's going to call the plays, but he's going to be the interim head coach, is a man named Mike Prefer. Do you remember Mike Prefer at all? Negative. Colin, I remember Mike Prefer. I didn't remember, but I was reminded. That back in 2013, Mike Prefer was caught, uh, I guess, uh, saying, you know, in front of the team. I don't know if you remember this, but their punter Chris Cluey was a big liberal, big social justice warrior, and big, you know, fighter for all. He Believe me, wherever he is, he's happy today. A big Warnock guy. Anyway, he said that Prefer, their special teams coach, went off on gays—a little bit of an anti. Uh, a homophobic rant and said they should put the gays on an island and nuke them all. Now this was a big deal. He was, uh, he was suspended, I believe for three games. He went to, uh, went to uh, sensitivity training. He was uh, persona non grata in the NFL for a little while, but he survived and quietly under the radar, got another job and is uh, now a special teams coach for the Cleveland Browns and people aren't happy. The usual suspects. And I assume Reimer's not happy dead spin. They don't want this guy in the league. And my question is if he went to sensitivity training, if he got suspended, if he got publicly uh, shamed, would you say he should never work again because he's allowed to work? He's an assistant coach. He's only a head coach because of this circumstance. And my question would be to dead spin and to all the other uh, people who are going to be uh, who are upset about this and, and don't think that uh, prefer should be allowed to work. What did you think about, you know, Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant was uh, accused of rape, credibly accused of rape. He settled. He had uh, unnatural acts with a young girl at a hotel. Even though he was married, he lied about it. And uh, he came through that okay. I don't know if you're aware of that, but that wasn't really a big part of uh, the, you know, the memorials, the eulogies. He, 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 he survived. I don't think he paid a big price in you know, the court of law, in the court of public opinion he did. He survived. Mm-hmm. But there are people who do and say things, and years later, they still are paying the price. There are guys there. What about Joy Reid? Do you think the people at Deadspin are upset that Joy Reid as a full-time personality on a on a cable network, Joy Reid did a blog that was as homophobic as things prefer said. She hates gay people. Then she lied and said her account was hacked. <laughs> but they let her get back off the uh, uh, off the mat and 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 yeah. her living. I mean, at what point do you say the guy should never work again?
2: But nobody. I don't think anybody's calling for that. Like I, the the Deadspin article oh, yeah. doesn't have a call to action. They just want to shame the guy. Like, hey, he, he's they- he coach the Browns this week. He's an asshole. Just letting you know.
1: You they're know, teeing all, it all- up there, they're, they're teeing it up for activists to do the put the kill shot oh. in there. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, no, I don't see how this guy gets. So unless he can come out as something more intersectional than gay, uh, then then I, I don't see how this how this happens. I don't know. Is is Cleveland, Ohio a a, a really conservative place it, i'm not, I'm not I, sure.
0: I, I mean ohio is but i don't know about cleveland the nfl fan base in general i think is i think they if you took a poll let's say nfl fans would be would be trump voters but deadspin writes uh, uh he, he writes uh, when this homophobic hate spewing leech will be awarded the opportunity to act as a head coach in the nfl and will be a fortunate be fortunate enough at this time to do so during an NFL playoff game. Pardon my fury," says the <laughs> Deadspin writer. But why in the actual fuck is this guy? What in yeah. the actual fuck is this guy doing in the league? They right. want him out of the league.
1: Yeah, no, and like you said, look at Mike Tyson. Not only does he rape somebody and go to jail for it. He talks about, uh, you know, his desire to do the same thing to candidate female Sarah Palin. And then the, the the crew of the Hangover movies are happy to work with him. But they won't work with Mel Gibson because he was plastered, a plastered jerk and throwing slurs around one night. Mel Gibson didn't rape anybody.
0: They refused to work with Mel Gibson, one of the great filmmakers ever, because he had a drunken anti-Semitic rant. And they worked with a convicted rapist. <laughs> No problem. I I love the the hypocrisy. Right, um, and the, I could give you a list of a hundred guys who've made mistakes and been able to, you know, come yeah. back from them.
1: And there's a certain guy who's married to a, a, a Latinx woman who called his daughter a, a dirty little pig years ago. Little pig, you know, which is body shaming a twelve year old among other yeah. things.
0: <laughs> but but, he's a, but will are we supposed to not root for the Cleveland Browns against the Steelers? Because their interim coach once said some really stupid, homophobic, vile things. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, do you know what he did on a (laughs) bus one time or in a bar? I believe it was down in Georgia when he was on a a drunken road trip with a bunch of uh, off-duty cops and a bunch of sycophants. So you're going to root for Ben Roethlisberger over, what's his name again? Mike Pfeiffer, prefer
1: Pfeiffer, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm that sorry. said, he is—he is. Um, he is uh, his quote, "We should run up all the gays, send them to an island, and then nuke it until it glows," was uh, an ill-conceived uh, thing to say. And, say a little yes. detailed, as, as a matter of fact. But uh, I, I, the you double, he
0: stole it from uh, Joy Reid. That's what we should say. That's I, right. I, I, I plagiarized Joy Reid.
1: That it's so interesting. You know, you remember Eddie Eddie Murphy, the delirious. Video.
0: Remember how he starts that? Yeah, you don't see that much anymore popping up on uh, (laughs) the cable, do you?
2: No. I'm sure, like, when he was hired by Cleveland, I'm sure they already, like, litigated this in Cleveland. Do you know what I mean? Like, they probably said, well, look at what he did in the past. And he dealt with it. He probably deals with it everywhere he goes since he already, you know, paid his price. You know, and I'm sure like the, I I bet back then the Vikings probably did a lot for the LGBTQ community. I bet they, you know, raised money and did all this stuff after it all happened. So I,
0: I, I see, I, my standard is, did you pay a price? Did you do do your penance? Like Michael Vick, I have no problem. Michael Vick earning a living. He could be, you know, in the league. He could be on TV. He went to federal prison for two years or almost two years for killing dogs. What he did was heinous, but he Mm -hmm. paid a price. You know, if you pay a price, if you. Mike Tyson paid a price. He went to prison. If you do things and there's no price to pay, you never pay. You pay your penance. That's when I have a problem. I think Prefer got suspended once. Once to sensitivity training was publicly shamed and and apologized. I assume he's remorseful. I assume you won't hear him do it again. Maybe he learned. Maybe he went and you know sat with you know activists, which. Is what you do with times and sensitivity training and maybe he learned, but you can't say a guy can never ever earn a living again because he said something offensive, right? Something and, vile.
1: You, and, you, and so if the goal is to diminish uh, homophobia in the country, wouldn't you want to encourage people to reform? So this guy did what you told him to to reform. So now if you crucify him after he's reformed, that's not an incentive to reform anymore. That's Just an incentive to either dig in or just hide. I mean, I hope
0: I hope this doesn't get me in any trouble, and I don't need any any more trouble. But I'm going to root for the Browns anyway. I'm I'm going to root against Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to root against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to guess they probably have a few other people on their roster, a few other people in their organization who've done some pretty ugly things in their lives. And uh, I mean, I could look them up, but I'll just root against Roethlisberger, and I'm going to root for. Baker Mayfield and and Kevin Stefanski, they haven't decided yet, right? If he can coach remotely, it's unprecedented. <laughs> obviously, normally they don't let you do that when you don't coach. But they're—I don't think—I don't think they're going to let him because they think it'll open a whole new can of worms. But I think he's has he requested that he could coach remotely or at least be—I believe—I don't know why would that ever be a problem? Like if you—you you know what it's, I mean? Like you know—I don't know. It's good. The NFL doesn't like to to make exceptions to their rules. So maybe they won't let him do it, but uh, hey, it'll make the Browns even bigger underdogs and make them even more uh, a compelling story. And and I could never root for the Steelers. So I'm going to root for the Browns. Screw them, even though they uh, have another, uh, have a little joy read on their coaching staff. And uh, I want we'll to touch it.
1: Let the record show that uh, I've learned, even I'm not a total, total sports encyclopedia. But I actually you're learned you're close. Exactly. And I learned on the show that the Browns are named after the Brown family, Jerry.
0: What did you think they were named after?
1: The color, like uh like Aiden did.
0: <laughs> 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 Brown was really in. The yeah, and I think it's I don't think it's offensive, but I think it's safe. And I think Cleveland fans like the name and they like the uniform and they love this team. And I like Baker Mayfield, but I hate those stupid commercials where he lives at the stadium. I've had enough of those. They didn't never made me chuckle. Uh, and I guess we'll see more of those because if Mayfield advances, but it'd be nice to see. I think the country's rooting for the Browns. I think the country, you know what, we need, we, we need the good guys to win one. Kevin Prefer aside, we need the uh, the uh, lo- level underdog to win one because what, have, what are the Browns?
2: Up? They they haven't won a playoff game since what '94 or something like that. And now no they get it real, is. Uh, yeah,
0: we're Just looking that up. Um, I think
2: it's '94.
0: And what's I, I assume the point spread uh, is fluid, right? Because I mean, how could you how could this not change the spread when half the teams got COVID? Must be wild making these lines, waiting for guys to test positive for COVID and get. Right now, we have uh, got all the odds. Get you the latest odds. Cleveland has to be a pretty sizable underdog, but Cleveland minus four and a half—that's got to be going up, doesn't it? I would think so. Yeah, I would. No, think so. They got no guards. <laughs> they got no. Their offensive line's a mess.
2: And I mean, we got a, we got a few days from uh, until the game is actually played, and what if more people go down? So it's got to be a, just a fluid situation. Well, okay. All
0: right, before we go, pick this one for me, Shattuck. Tampa Bay on the road at the Washington Football Team, the obviously the uh, NFC East champ, former former Redskins. Um, Bucks are a seven-point favorite on the road. Who do you like?
1: Your uh, Tampa Bay football club will win by two touchdowns, Jerry. I'm with you.
0: I'm with you, Shattuck. We're in right on this together. Brady is going to win by two touchdowns, and everyone's going to blame Chase Young, who called Tom Brady out. And I have no problem with it because Chase Young, if you watch him and all, is very animated. He's very emotional. and It's part of his game. He's a great, great player. He will have a good game, but it won't be enough. Brady is feeling it right now. He's in a groove. He's he's healthy. If uh, I don't even know. How's Mike Evans' health? Do we know?
2: Uh, no no update lately on Mike Evans. Um, so, yeah. I think
0: uh, I think Brady wins that game. And the NFL is he, what we're looking at this weekend. We're looking at like 72 straight hours of football. It's going to be a great football weekend, Shattuck. And uh, I know you're going to be sitting in front of your TV um, enjoying it. And I know uh, I will be
1: ingesting all of these matches this weekend, Jerry. But now, what I like about Tom Brady, unlike the other guy, Brady does his talking on the field.
0: <laughs> now that the media has declared <laughs> your body the, the prototype, now that your body mm-hmm. is healthy, now that you are considered the picture of health, no reason to get off the couch. In fact, there's no reason for any of us to get off the couch. We all want to look like Tom Shattuck or Stacey Abrams. That's the goal.
1: My cosmopolitan weight has been achieved, Jerry. You can do it, too. I can give you tips. All right, Shattuck.
0: That is Tom Shattuck, host of the Burn Barrel Podcast. Tom Shattuck, a little son, all-around political pundit and sports expert. Uh, um, we should have you pick all the games, but uh, we don't have time for that right now. So like- today,
1: Jerry, today's, uh, you know, the ratification day, so I'll be celebrating freedom today.
0: Freedom! Let's all celebrate freedom. There's all these memes going around of Kamala as uh, as as William Wallace yelling freedom. They make me laugh every time. But uh, um, sadly, we're all knocked for a loop. The uh, Senate is in the hands of uh, Chucky Schumer and uh, and uh, Joe and, uh, and and Kamala. It's a sad day in America. Hey, but, but we've been through worse, right? We've been through civil wars. We've been through world wars. We'll, we'll get through this, Shattuck. We'll get through it. Um, but anyway, thanks. And thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving at DCU. Thanks to everybody for listening, rating, reviewing, and especially subscribing. You can follow us all on Twitter, me, Shattuck, Colin Aime. Follow the show. Follow the show. It's uh, what's the? Twitter Ant- 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 uh, Pod, and
2: yeah. on Facebook as well. Yes,
0: uh, Kellenade sends out highlights. You can see me today with my hat on backwards. I'm trying to be cool. Yeah, you're not a hat
2: backwards, backwards. So guy. No, you're I'm not a bad. hat backwards and guy.
0: Besides, uh, I don't think my uh, friends at allied paving would like it.
2: Yeah,
0: I got to show the sponsor. There we go. Um, but. Uh, what I miss going in. Uh, I was just gonna ask
2: you, you talked about the Browns losing players this week. Are we gonna have a national championship game on Monday night? Do you think Ohio State yeah. gets this thing delayed a week? What do you think? Good
0: question. No, they don't. Everyone, you gotta play. Next man up. That has been the theme all year in college football and pro football. And that's the theme again. Hasn't Ryan Day already had COVID, the coach? Isn't yeah, he safe?
2: Well, they were without players, right? Against Classic? Oh, yeah. State. They were yeah. missing
0: players. They missed their coach. They only played six games. They'll be fine. Um and it just, you know, it's what you do in football. You don't complain. And we learned anything from uh, Bill Belichick. You just play with what you got. You don't make excuses. So they'll play Monday night. It'll probably be a great game. And, uh, and uh, they, w- they will have made it through the season of COVID and they will have entertained us. And the Corona Bros and the lo- Lockdown Lunatics were wrong. We were right. We got a great NFL playoffs ahead. They're not going to stop it now. It's, it's, it's going onward and upward, and I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. I need a good football weekend. I need some something to help me get over this disaster in Georgia. But uh,
2: anyway. Well, you didn't have the World Junior Hockey Tournament, unfortunately. I know. Football, so, I, know. So, I mean, I, I got mine. I'll, I'll let you have this weekend. That's my
0: New Year's resolution to be more like Colin, Aide, to be just careless and brainless and carefree and <laughs> – when do I start in on the Pink Whitney? What time?
2: Anytime. Anytime after around one o'clock is fine.
0: One o'clock. Good. Yeah. One o'clock. I'm gonna go out and get me some Pink Whitney. I see Pink and then- Whitney. Ryan Whitney was into the national, whatever it's called, World Juniors too. So I'm gonna be more like all. Well, you he aren't.
2: played on the team. He's he's a he's a former he he played in the World Juniors. I forget what year. So all those guys were in it. Yeah. All right, we gotta go.
0: I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.
2: Why am I stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall
2: health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.